Hello and welcome to the Indie Artist Spotlight. This is the segment where I take three tracks from an artist and I listen to them in depth and share my thoughts with you. These are not intended to be reviews, but just analysis of the song itself, listening to the instrumentation, the vocal performance, the lyric writing itself, and the overall vibe of the song. Today's a special episode, because typically I'd listen to three songs and give my thoughts on them, but today we have four songs from our featured artist this week. And that featured artist is the art rock band from Manchester, known as Weimar. And if that name sounds familiar, there's a good reason for that. The frontman of Weimar, Mr. Aiden Cross, was featured on the Autonomy Talent Podcast back on episode number 14, that being the main segment of this show that we air on Mondays. And now for the first of these four tracks, a song entitled John Doe. Since the fire that changed my life Since I first saw that sight with my own eyes I have followed you across the nation Just for the sake of making you a media sensation Though I don't even know who you are There's no reason you can't be a star Source of meaning 
us on a blessing in disguise You're possibly a killer but you saved this for my life The world would understand you if I only had the proof I will never rest until I've learned the truth about John Doe The only source of meaning in my life John interesting track there John Doe combines elements of uh, 70s and 80s both Brit rock and pop with various elements of both um, kind of intermingled to create a rather unique style um, also in the vocal stylings I've noticed some like some elements that kind of harken back to an older old style punk type delivery in the vocal that a uh, real aggressive type of delivery that punk punk rock was known for back in its day in its heyday as far as the lyrics um the story behind the song i'm not sure if i've got this right as i don't have notes to go by but um it seems to me like the um the, the writer was trying to relay a story about an artist like particularly an artist that they were following themselves they had been following since probably since childhood since their teenage years something that they've seen all over they've gone and seen their live shows and followed their careers and how that has helped to inspire him the artist that's currently writing this song Aiden if I'm off on that please feel free to let me know <laughs> This next track deals with the phenomenon that happens when you have an artist who's much more liberal in their early years, then kind of tends to lean more conservative in their later years of their career, and how when they try to go back and sing some of those songs from their early years, it comes off as a bit disingenuous, because everyone knows that that's not your mindset now, so what are you doing singing that? It doesn't make any sense, so it just comes off as kind of uh, cheesy and even sometimes pandering. So check out this next track entitled Curse of the Song. Side. 
40s now so I've been listening to music for quite some time suffice it to say but I've seen this happen with a lot of bands over the years they have like a big statement you know big political or big social statement they're making early on in their careers and later on it kind of fades and even they're like publicly they might not even shun that philosophy but they still play those songs live and whatnot and I think this song is really kind of questioning is that even ethical or are you just doing it to cash in on your, you know, past glory. Are you still making decent music now that is relevant and actually make selling, or are you just riding on that past success? Some are, some aren't. It just it varies artist to artist. But I also can think of at least one uh, instance where I, I'm not going to name the name names, but one artist who found religion later in life, and he had a done a cover song of a, another artist's work and it was a, a very anti-religion anti-establishment song and he actually refuses to sing that one particular song anymore because of a couple of lines in, that don't meet with his newfound religious beliefs 
I can respect it either way. I mean, if you want to go ahead and sing those songs because they were part of who you were at one point in time, I can understand that. You may not be that person anymore, but that was how you felt at the time. And to not acknowledge that is to dishonor that. On the flip side, like this one person I was referring to, um, if you decide that you do not want to play that anymore because it no longer fits with your belief system, I fully support that too. I mean, I, I respect your decision either way. Just like my motto has been for the for a very long time now, it's you do you. Whatever works for you, just do that. Your fans will accept it. The ones that don't, oh well, you know, let them, you know, if they still like your older stuff or they don't like your newer stuff or your new beliefs or vice versa. Maybe they've come to know you a little bit now, but some of your older stuff, they kind of like, yeah, I kind of wish they hadn't done that back then. You know what? That's not up to you to decide. So let them do them. You do you. You listen to what you like and let them listen and play what they like. The biggest thing I'll give the song is that it was thought-provoking. It made me actually have to work through that in my head because I'd never actually sat down and thought that through until I listened to this song. So kudos for doing that and for uh, getting me to think. It's always best to, you know, think stuff out for yourself. Be a free thinker. Don't ever follow along with whatever you hear in the media. Now back to this song though, the instrumentation, man, these guys are really talented musicians. Their work is amazing. You just listen to the different the different little elements that they lay in, the different little guitar tones and notes and different little side pieces that are layered in. It's it's really, really cool. And the vocals again, it's almost that that punk aggressive energy to the vocal. But if you take like a punk rock energy and meld it with like a more of a, a softer like Brit rock sound that's kind of what we're coming up with here and I really dig it it, it makes for again a quite unique sound I've never heard I've never heard a vocal performance that quite matched this I've never heard those two elements combined to produce something quite like this so kudos to you again for that the third track of this very special four track episode is called Marvel of the State this song is a duet with Rose Nyland of Rose and the Diamond Hand Poppycock it's a jazz funk song with lyrics about female empowerment in the face of oppressive politics and religion. It draws heavily on Buddhist and Hindu mythology and symbolism. She's no slave to each power. She's got the courage of my lala. Nori, she could never harm her. She's a babe. She's proceeding to Nirvana She's the essence of Brahma in the state Yeah. 
really dug the groove of that track. It was a completely different feel from the other two songs we've listened to. It had um, kind of a swing type feel to it. It's almost like the emphasis is on the two, three, four, and the one is kind of like left out. And like if you notice in each um, as each transition, the last note before you kind of transition into the next thing is actually on the one of the next measure. And so it makes it for a unique feel to it that way. If you're not into music theory at all, please just disregard that part. Again, this guitar player and bassist and the drummers are just fantastic. And this vocal performance is quite different from the other two tracks as well. Aiden's vocal is softer, more subdued. Not really softer per se, but it's not nearly as aggressive, let's put it that way. I guess that it kind of goes along with the, the more kind of bouncy feel of this song. With that, that groove we have, it, you know, it fits the groove, as it should. But Miss Rose Nyland's vocal on this track, her voice has got a really nice tone and it really meshes well with this group. They, they did a good job of finding a female vocalist to do this duet with. All in all, the, the, the dual vocals played off each other very well. They harmonized together in a couple spots well and their tone when they play off of each other back and forth really, really gelled quite nicely. And for our bonus track, track number four, Undesirable Master. This song also features Ms. Rose Nyland, this time on backing vocals. The song is a torch song about love and danger in urban metropolis. See the tonight. It's a master, undesirable master. Feel me move tonight. Will the master, undesirable master.
dating in an urban setting. Something I've come quite familiar with over the past 20 years now. I moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area in 1998. And if you're not familiar with this area, it's a very large metro area. There's a little over 7.5 million people that live in the entire metro area, but we sprawl here. We don't go vertical. So there's over 9,200 square miles of area covered by those you know, 7.5 million people. We still have uh, the same type of challenges in the urban setting. I was dating for about six years when I first moved up here. And I've been back in the dating pool again for about the last four. And I can tell you this much from the late 80s to early 2000s versus the late 2000 teens and now into the 2020s. Dating is a drastically different thing than it was back then. To the song itself, I like the kind of bouncy feel to this song. This song has more of a Brit pop type feel to it, which is no big surprise knowing that Weimar draws from a wide range of musical influence. But nonetheless, the instrumentation is still on point. I mean... It's crisp and clean, every note, and that's throughout all their songs. It's just the tonality of their instruments is very, very clean, and I really appreciate that. Aiden's vocals on this are, again, somewhat different. More of a pop feel to the vocals, but he showed quite a bit of range and been able to go like, like in the chorus part where it goes from the really low note and jumps up to the higher notes. That transition to go from that low of a register to that high of a register and full voice like that is really quite impressive, actually. All in all, cool track. All four of these are really cool tracks. I've really enjoyed doing this. It's actually taken me quite a while. I've taken breaks here and there, but I've been working doing this particular episode for a couple of hours now. Off and on, of course. But I've really enjoyed it. I've listened to each one of these songs at least three or four times and really taken in every little element of it. Thank you to the Weimar guys for uh, providing four tracks for me to listen to here and be able to share with the world. I hope you've enjoyed this half as much as I have. And if you have, be sure to check back again next Wednesday. We drop these Indie Artist Spotlight episodes every Wednesday morning, as well as the interview shows that we drop on Mondays. Check those out as well, and I'll be talking to you again soon.